You're listening to The Anatomy of a Book, Episode 58. Academic writing is just a series of small steps that add up to big results. So why is it so hard? And why can publishing be so anticlimactic? And what's the deal with all the imposter syndrome feelings? In this podcast, I'm sharing a peek into the academic writing life, warts and all. Stick around to hear musings on writing, publishing, book marketing, and all things scholarly. Let's figure out this academic writing business together. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I'm talking about one of my favorite things, and I can't believe after over a year of publishing content for this podcast, I haven't talked about writing from home. And I know that this is not for everyone, and some people get super distracted and are not productive when they're writing from home, but writing from home happens to be my happy place. It is one of my most productive spaces to be. And so I wanted to talk about some things that I have kind of learned over time that help me to be my most productive, my most efficient when I'm writing from home. And um, lately, I've been carving out days here and there to make progress on a particular um, project that I've been working on for my day job at at Oregon State eCampus. And I've been working on a white paper, and it's just been super hard for me to make progress on it while I'm in the office. Um, And I need kind of concentrated larger amounts of time. So writing from home has been really the perfect thing. And it allowed me to, um, about a week ago, get through a ton of articles I needed to read, incorporate a ton of citations, you know, into this um, paper that I'm working on. So here are some things if you are thinking about writing from home, and maybe even if you struggle with writing from home, that could be useful for you. So the first thing that I always do is I try to clear my schedule for the day. So it's not really helpful if I have to take calls or, you know, like video conferences, or I've got things on my calendar where I'm supposed to have meetings with people. I really try to look ahead and find a day where I don't have anything going on. And it's pretty rare for that to happen on my schedule. I would say like maybe once a month I have a day um, that's completely, you know, free. And I have to block it weeks in advance in order to make sure it stays free. So um, clearing my schedule is key. Second, I try to have between one to three goals that I think are reasonable of what I want to try to accomplish during that period of time. And I've been writing for long enough to know how long it typically takes me to do things. And my goal um, for this last writing from home uh, period that I had was I had about 50 articles that I was trying to review and get through and kind of think about how I wanted to incorporate into the, the piece I was working on. And I wanted to get as far as I could uh, with those. And I think I said, um, I set my goal to be like, get through like 30 articles or something like that. Um, And obviously, I'm not, you know, reading these in depth and taking copious notes. I'm just kind of, in some cases, scanning them. And some of the articles are not academic. They were media-based. So I was able to get through them relatively quickly. But I needed to process them, basically, and see what was useful, what was not, what I would be citing, what I wouldn't be. So having those goals um, and making sure that they're reasonable, I think, are really key. The other thing is to have everything you need prepared. So in the case of this last writing session, I had all of those, you know, 50 articles in a folder ready to go. Like I had downloaded them. I had them as PDFs. um, I had the most recent version of my draft, and I was ready to just dive in. I knew that that was kind of what I wanted to really focus on that day was to get through as many articles as I could. 
Of course, it is really important to limit distractions. So I'm fortunate that um, although my partner works from home, um, we don't have children, we don't have pets. So it's a relatively quiet space for me to get things done. And I can just kind of tuck away and um, not have a ton of distractions. Um, But kind of related to that, I also try to close my email. So I let people know that I'm available um, by my cell phone, like if people need to contact me. And so I keep my phone near me um, in case there's something that comes up at work. I am working from home, so people can contact me if they need to. But I also always let people know that I'm writing from home in the hopes that they won't bug me (laughs) because they know that I need that concentration time. So I close my email and just check it like a couple times throughout the day to make sure there's nothing um, important coming up. Now, when I write from home, it's really important for me to be comfortable. So I definitely wear clothes that I would not typically wear to work. (laughs) I'm definitely putting on like sweats and slippers and finding a space in my house that's comfortable. Um, I do have kind of a a reading writing space that I've set up um, by a fireplace in my house. So that is definitely something in the winter that is like my comfort space. Um, But also, I think it's important to be willing to move around. So if you spend the morning in one spot, you might want to move to another spot for the afternoon or spend a couple hours in one place, move to another space for a couple hours. If you need to kind of get up and move around, change your space so that you are um, staying productive throughout the day and not getting kind of bored just being in one space, that can be important. Um, I always make sure that I have a cup of tea and a big glass of water next to the space that I'm working in. And this um, makes me kind of stay hydrated throughout the day. And it allows me to to kind of take breaks for both going to the bathroom, but also refilling that um, tea and water. So it kind of builds in these natural breaks into the day, um, which is typically what I do when I'm working, you know, a normal work day and not a right from home day. So that's something that I um, keep in my schedule. And then something else I do that I think people might not necessarily think about is if I'm doing a right from home day and I'm really trying to get through a lot and I, I'm trying to focus, you know, um, into a particular project, I'll prep my food in advance. Like I'll prep, you know, what I would typically take to work for lunch, you know, and I'll put it in the fridge. And so when I'm ready to take a lunch break, I'm just like reheating something in the microwave or I'm throwing something together really quickly. And it allows me to not have to like really break focus um, in the middle of the day when I'm getting a meal. And I definitely take a break to eat lunch, but I don't want to have to spend, you know, a, a good chunk of time like preparing that meal. I would prefer to just have something ready to go. So I do that. And then if there's like snacks around my house, then I have that all ready to, to go throughout the day. Now, the last few things that I think are really useful is to create accountability for yourself. And this is especially true if you're someone who can't really hold yourself accountable to doing this kind of work from home. And um, this is what I hear from a lot of people who just struggle with writing from home is they can't make themselves do the work. And so what I did on this last writing day, and it's not uncommon for me to do, is I posted on social um, and let people know what I was doing and talked about my goals and what I was trying to accomplish and whether or not I was getting things done and um, used um, Instagram stories primarily for that. But it's a way for me to kind of hold myself accountable and show people that I'm working and this is what I'm getting done and here are my goals and how um, I'm accomplishing throughout the day. Now that is tied in with um, the next thing, which is to note your accomplishments. You know, like if you have a goal and you're working toward it, 
what are the things that you're actually accomplishing that are moving you toward that goal? And in my case, it was literally a number of articles. I had a certain number I was trying to get through, and I think I ended up getting through almost 40 of them. So I I was able to surpass my goal and get through quite a bit. I still have um, about a dozen that I need to go through. But um, being able to track how many articles I was getting through and, and just kind of noting that throughout the day, what was my progress, how quickly was I getting through them was really important. Um, At the end of the day, I think it's really important to note the next steps to move the project forward. So um, in this case, I wasn't quite done reading the articles, but I'd made some pretty good progress. I was able to integrate, I think, 18 citations into um, the manuscript draft. I added, I think, three and a half pages to it. So I felt pretty good about the progress I had made that day, but obviously the manuscript wasn't done yet. So I know I need to go back and finish those articles that are left in that folder that I wasn't able to get to that day. And also, um, I need to kind of go back and look at the structure of the article as a whole and see if it's really coming together in the way that I want. And then the final thing that I think is really important about writing from home is to celebrate your progress. So at the end of the day, after you've had a long day, you know, working from home and writing from home, um, do something good for yourself, like take yourself to dinner or um, watch, you know, a movie or a TV show or read a book that you've been enjoying, you know, do something that kind of celebrates the work that you were able to get done. And typically after a full write from home day, my brain is pretty tired. So I do want to do one of those things. I want to take a break. I want to watch something on TV or, um, go out to dinner or just do something that is celebrating what I've done and giving my brain a little bit of a rest. So those are some of the things that I think about and do when I am writing from home. And I cannot tell you how much I love writing from home. Um, I'm so productive in the space that I've created for myself in my house, um, in a couple different spaces I've created. And it really is a pleasure for me to kind of um, be at home, be by myself, (laughs) be working on these projects. As someone who loves to write and who also is an introvert, it's a wonderful break um, to be away from an office full of people and being able to kind of really focus in on a project that you care about. So thanks so much for checking in with this week's episode of The Anatomy of a Book. I'll be back next week with another update. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of The Anatomy of a Book can be found at anatomyofabook.com. That's anatomyofabook.com. If you like The Anatomy of a Book, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues. The best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the You've Got This podcast. Both are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I also produce a free weekly email newsletter called The Academic Creative that focuses on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to get it delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn even more about my work and projects, visit my website at katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.